0: Welcome to Bougie Boos, a podcast hosted by brother and sister from another mister. I'm Cam.
1: I'm David. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture,
0: Asian culture,
1: pop culture,
0: culture, culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. So how are you doing today, Boo?
1: I'm doing very well. Um, I could use a coffee right now, but other than that, uh, I do have to say the other day I went to our local Starbucks and the barista who made my coffee did an amazing job. It was like one of the bombest versions of my drink that I had. Okay, okay. And, you know, she must have put, sprinkled some of that black girl magic in it because whatever she did, it was amazing. Yes, she was a young sister and it it was
0: Well, you know, we, we got that magic. So, well, I'm I'm happy that she did your drink justice. She sure did.
1: I mean, it, I was like drinking it thinking, this is amazing. So the next time I go back and I see her, I'm going to let her know. It was fantastic.
0: Well, I hope she's working. I hope, you know, well... You know when you went. So go back at the similar time.
1: At the time of day, yes. Mm -hmm. But Mm in whatever time it is, whatever visit it is, I see her again. I will let her know. She needs to know that she does an amazing job and that she brought satisfaction to a customer and a smile to my face.
0: Well, there you go. Kudos to her, Mm Miss Barista.
1: So other than that, how are you today?
0: You know, I'm doing good, sort of in a little dilemma. So I was invited to a wedding, right? And I was also invited to the wedding shower. The wedding shower is this weekend and I have a scheduling conflict, but I still want to send a gift to the wedding shower, right? Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking, I'm like, well, if I get a gift for the shower, do I not get a gift for the actual wedding or do I still get a gift for the actual wedding? And what's a good gift for the shower (laughs) and what's a good gift for the wedding? Because the shower gift is only for the bride. Right. But then the wedding gift is for the bride and groom. Mm -hmm. So I'm like sitting here thinking like, what do I do? So I'm not married and a lot of my friends aren't married. So I really don't know the protocol. So I'm just kind of like, okay, what do I get for the wedding shower? And I have the registry, right. For the actual um, wedding. And I don't want to get anything off of the registry for the shower because it's like, so I'm like. There's probably oh.
1: expensive stuff on the registry, right?
0: <laughs> well, you know how wedding registries are. It's like $65 spice rack, <laughs> $75 guacamole bowl. They better
1: be importing that spice from India, bottling it up right there on site.
0: <laughs> it's, and that's another thing. What's a good price point for both those gifts? So I am happy that I was invited to the wedding, but this wedding is not local. So I already purchased my airfare. I purchased my dress. I purchased Logic. And I'm like, "Mm, it's been in quite a a chunk of uh, a They should be happy
1: because you the gift as it is. You enough.
0: (laughs) You know, I'm happy you recognize that.
1: (laughs) I know they're not going to recognize that. (laughs)
0: So I'm like, okay, what's a good price point for both gift ideas and what's a good gift to send to the wedding shower since I'm not going to the shower, but I will be in attendance for the actual wedding. So, yeah, I am in a full dilemma.
1: It's a quandary, (laughs) but I I actually do recall reading something um, on a more professional, I guess, wedding site where they talk about etiquette.
0: Oh, okay.
1: One of the things I heard was that there's a 20-20-60 rule.
0: I never, so I heard of the twenty eighty rule, but that's for something else. But this is interesting. Okay, 20, 20 60
1: Well, I guess it depends on how many events the bridal party will have. So mm-hmm. the twenty twenty sixty 60 rule assumes there's an engagement party, a shower, and the actual wedding. Um, and I guess you could adjust things accordingly if there's one party, one of those occasions are left out. But essentially what you'll do is you'll use 60% of your total amount that you want to spend on the wedding gift towards the actual wedding gift itself. Mm So say like your budget for the whole wedding is 200. And some of you might be like only 200, but some of you are like 200. (laughs) But whatever your total is, determine what that is. And 60% of that total will go towards the gift. So say like if it is $200, you'll spend $120 on the wedding gift from the registry. And then the other uh, 40% will go towards uh, 20 towards the engagement gift and 20 towards the shower gift. So that kind of solves your dilemma in terms of how much do I spend per uh, occasion?
0: Okay. Well, since you explain it like that, and I don't believe there's a bachelorette party, or maybe I'm not invited to the bachelorette party. I don't mm-hmm. know. As far as I know right now, there's only two events. So I can do 80, 20.
1: Yeah. Or, or you can even make it 70, 30, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. but I know there's people out there going, you're throwing out these percentages. That's math. And I like, look, I'm Asian, but I don't like math either. That's what I'm <laughs> going to say. So I'm leaving that all up to you. I'm not trying to figure out this math for you.
0: Well, listen, you said it. That me.
1: <laughs> well, I can say
0: it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you for that, because that does help. So and I'm, I'm kind of panicking because, yeah, time is ticking and I haven't got the wedding shower gift yet. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thank God for the mail. <laughs> It's in the mail. (laughs) Well,
1: I think the other question I think you were kind of asking is, do I need to get a gift for all those occasions? And the answer from what I saw in the etiquette guide is essentially yes. But depending on how much you want to spend is up to you. Mm -hmm. And then um, the other kind of the question that you're dealing with is, do I need to buy from the registry? And you should. Typically buy from the registry, but if you have a good relationship with the couple, mm-hmm. um, you can b- give them a more personalized, individualized gift. So maybe a photo frame that's really nice with some kind of picture that's really sentimental to you guys, or uh, something that like a family recipe cookbook that you're going to pass on. Uh, Do you don't mind sharing the family secrets with <laughs> or something like that? But you know, but other than that, if you don't have that relationship, you'll stick with the registry.
0: Well, and when in doubt, include the gift receipt. <laughs> That's something I live by. I don't get offended if people take my gifts back. Uh,
1: no, I know, neither do I. That's why I give you the receipt. So exactly. if you don't like if you don't like what I pick, even though I pick great stuff.
0: <laughs> you're like, I got good taste. So I know you're going to like it. <laughs> so, okay, well, that helps a lot, Boo. Thank you for that. So I will keep that into consideration and, and break it down by percentages. Well, I mean, listen, the amount of money I'm spending... <laughs> on this wedding. I'm like, I could have taken me a nice trip. <laughs> I was
1: kind of thinking the same thing. It's like, um, you're going on this trip for a wedding that you're not really involved in per se. And no. this could have went towards a fabulous vacay.
0: <laughs> so, but I do appreciate the invite. So if that person is listening, please, I appreciate the invite and I will be there. So I hope the, uh, like what y'all serving, is it, What kind of hors (laughs) d'oeuvres?
1: I know. It's like I demand a delicious amuse bouche.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, when we both said this could be a nice vacay, I thought about our trip to Belgium. Ah, yes,
1: Belgium.
0: (laughs) So, for our listeners uh, in a couple of previous episodes, I know we have referenced Belgium and we said we were going to talk about it one day. Well, guess what? today is the day you're going to hear about our infamous belgium trip (laughs) so yeah we decided to stop teasing you and just go ahead and let you know the full story so
1: yeah it would be nice to let uh, the viewers know what you were talking about these past few times that you've mentioned our trip And um, I can't wait to talk about it because it was a time that I actually remember vividly, even though my memory is not the best on things. I do remember a lot about our Belgium trip because we had a great time.
0: We did. I think that was actually, um, you know how they say there's like moments that kind of defined a friendship. Mm -hmm. I think that moment just being overseas with you really defined our friendship. We had a great (laughs) friendship prior to, but you know, when you travel with someone, especially going out of the country and just having those similar experiences. So I think that really did bond our friendship even more. So,
1: yeah, well, that and the fact that we spent so much time together (laughs) through the good and the bad. And, you know, we had we saw sides of each other that we hadn't seen before.
0: Oh, Lord. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But we'll get into that a little later.
0: and this was in 2019, as uh, David mentioned. So like right before the world shut down. And so I think it was like a good trip to take before, you know, what was to come.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we didn't know at that time. Thank (laughs) goodness we got this trip in.
0: Can you imagine? Like, what if COVID happened when we were still over there? We would have been stuck.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I don't know how it would affect us financially, but it's not a terrible place to be stuck in. Oh, no.
0: No, because we're so close to other countries. Although,
1: but we'd be, I guess we'd be shut into wherever location we're at. So <laughs> I guess i guess it would suck being stuck there.
0: Well, okay. So back up. I guess we should talk about the pre-trip, how we ended yes, up. How in...
1: did we get there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but so yes, it was Belgium, but it wasn't Brussels, right? When you hear Belgium, Belgium like people tend to think Brussels. Uh Well, this was (laughs) Hasselt that we ended up in. And
1: I know Uh, everyone else there was like, what's that? Where is that? And I thought the same thing when I saw the conference site, I was like, oh, I've never heard of that place in my life.
0: (laughs) But guess what? Me and you have been there. (laughs) (laughs) So the place where we work, um, our dean at the time, he had encouraged all of his staff to, you know, write proposals and apply for conferences, and he pledged that if your proposal got selected to be presented at a conference, he would foot the bill for travel. So with that being known, um, I kind of reached out to David and another colleague of ours, and I said, you know, let's let's write something. Let's kind of see, see where this takes us. So, and thank you for, thank you to my boo for wanting to uh, be a part of my craziness.
1: <laughs> I thought it was a cool opportunity and it said, why not? Because all we can do is try. And if we get told no, at least we tried.
0: And there you go. So, well, and then also too, um, the third person that was on our team happened to be an academic advisor. So me and David, we are not advisors per se. And the specific conference that we had our eye on, it was an advising conference. So we had to gather up our resources and put our heads together. Yeah, it was me, a program coordinator, David, tutorial program coordinator, and then our other colleague who was an actual academic advisor. So when we kind of met and put our heads together, we came up with this cool title. I think it was cool.
1: Share it with them.
0: (laughs) Well, it's okay. It's kind of long. <laughs> Here we go.
1: Wait, uh, Before I, before you start, a lot of times conference titles are long in general, like the presentation titles. Mm-hmm. So you look at them, you're like, could they be any shorter? But then look at us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, because you have to have like a catchy title like that in order for people to want to attend your sessions. Well, right? I have
1: to say catchy, yes, but they're not always catchy like ours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true that, true that. <laughs> So the title was The Web We Weave, The Interconnectivity of Academic Support Programs, Advising, and Collaborating. Hashtag for the students. (laughs) And the reason why we chose that specific title is because, again, we were kind of bringing in all of the programs together, but for one common mission for the students, and so it was based on collaborating and how you, you use your resources for the betterment of the students.
1: Yes, as a campus community, trying to assist students as a whole.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we wrote a quality proposal. I mean, I thought it was quality. What about you, Boo?
1: No, I was confident because, you know, I'm uh, skilled at writing, I would say. Well, I was... English. <laughs> Is, that's yeah. your background. Was, I'm an English major. Yes. Yeah, so, and I was confident that because of our strong idea and the writing ability that we put forth in it, that it was going to get accepted. And guess what? It was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I felt confident that it was going to get accepted, but just actually getting that email saying, Congratulations, your proposal was accepted. Welcome to Belgium. And it was so random when I got the email because that specific day, I actually left my office keys. So I was locked out of my office, waiting for campus police to come and let me into my office, checking my email on my phone. And then I get that email. So it's kind of like a day that started off kind of, man, you know, it was like, oh, I'm going to Belgium.
1: <laughs> well, not only did the campus police unlock your door, the email unlocked the world to you.
0: Oh, you know, what? that's a great way to look at it. Was that 20, was it 2018? No. When do we submit the proposal? Because we went you, to Belgium in yeah. 2019, right? We submitted it
1: early 2019.
0: Okay. Yeah. So we went to Belgium July 2019. So.
1: well Hassle um, Belgium. But before we talk about that and get into hassle, I do want to mention <laughs> afterwards, we looked and saw where previous conferences were. <laughs> And it kind of made me cry because they were much better. Not that, I mean, I loved Hassle. It was a great experience. Mm-hmm. But let me run down the last few years before, prior to Hassel. And then you'll know what I'm talking about. The year before us in 2018, the conference was in Dublin, Ireland. Oh, I went and Ireland. I always wanted to go to Ireland. I know. I was like, I just missed it.
0: But, you know, to our defense, though, that offer was not extended in 2018. We had yeah. to take advantage of it when, of you
1: know but I so, know what you mean but just looking back and then what's that in 2018 and then 2017 was in Sheffield England
0: I want to go there too mm-hmm. 2016 is another
1: destination of mine that I want to go to is Dubai
0: <laughs> okay I was really sad about that one I'm like what because <laughs> I want to go to Dubai too I know and then last
1: one 2015 <laughs> Melbourne Australia which is another oh. thing on my list <laughs> All these trips I could have knocked off my bucket list and I got Hasselt (laughs) Belgium. And we were like, where's Hasselt? But it was a quaint town and I really enjoyed my stay there. Um, But we'll we'll talk about the town itself after we talk about the journey to (laughs) Hasselt.
0: Well, for for me, it was an interesting summer. I mean, I was living my best life the summer of 2019. Mm -hmm. So prior (laughs) to Belgium, I went to Thailand. Shout out to the group of friends I traveled with to Thailand. When I got back from Thailand in June, or the end of June, then I went to New Orleans for the Essence Fest. And so the Essence Fest is um, the July 4th weekend. So I was in New Orleans living my best life. And I had to actually cut my New Orleans trip short because I had to fly home to California, pack all my things, and then the next day... (laughs) fly to Belgium. And I mean, I really was ambitious because I was like, I can do it all. I'm going to Thailand. I'm going to New Orleans. Oh my gosh. By the time I got to LAX for Belgium, the girl was tired.
1: (laughs) Well, you've been through so many time zones as it was.
0: (laughs) And and weather as well, because, Mm -hmm. well, let's see, Thailand was like hot, humid, and New Orleans kind of was the same. And then coming home to California, not humid but still hot because it's the summer. But then going to Belgium, it was cold. <laughs> my poor body was thrown off. It was like, girl, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> so, well, my experience was similar but different on the other end of things because your lead up to Belgium was difficult, and then my transition afterwards is difficult because I had the bell a trip to Belgium and then. I had a day turnaround before I had to go to San Diego Comic Con, and Comic Con, for those of you who have been, know it's uh, quite a daunting adventure and journey, especially if you want to try to fit everything into those few days that sh- that uh, the Comic Con is going on, and you know there's barely any sleep when you're there, and so I'm now I'm do- doing Comic Con, dealing with the time zone difference as well, uh, but so yeah, Cam and I, we're you know.
0: We lived our best lives. You only get one. And it's like, Hey, you have these opportunities go for them. So yes, we did muddle through it and we were able to meet up at the airport. It was so funny because um, prior to us leaving to Belgium, I know my boo here kept on messing with our other colleagues <laughs> saying, I don't have my passport yet. I don't have my passport. <laughs> yeah. I, Cause
1: I had to renew my passport at that time. And he kept asking well, have you renewed it? And I had already done it a few weeks prior, but I said, no, it's still not done. And he was stressing.
0: <laughs> and this whole time I'm sitting up there being like the, the um, culprit to David. Cause I knew he had his passport. I'm just like, oh man, Why are you doing this man like this? I know
1: I'm, I'm so wrong for asking her to play along with that. <laughs> I mean, Hey, but you,
0: you, my boo. So I did play along. <laughs> Well, I will say the flight to Belgium itself, I don't remember much. I remember I slept during the flight most of the time because, again, I was tired. I was exhausted. Um, Do you remember anything about the flight, the actual flight to Belgium?
1: Um, Even though it wasn't uncomfortable, but it wasn't the most comfortable. And, uh, you know, I was hoping because, you know, when you're going to some place for the first time, the trip always feels longer.
0: Mm-hmm. But then
1: once you're familiar with the, the place and the distance back and forth from the areas it always feels faster i don't know was, so the return home was faster feeling but you know well that's a whole nother story for us down the line here in this podcast but uh the trip to belgium i don't recall as well um it was just a standard flight we made it
0: thank guy, we made it <laughs> But I do remember so getting off the plane and being like, "Oh my god, we're in Brussels! We made it!" All excited, and then navigating the Brussels airport, yep. then finding the train station to actually yes. go to Hasselt because I believe Hasselt's like one and a half to two hours outside of Brussels. Yes. So, and I will say, thank God for my boo because he was really good <laughs> at reading the maps and the train station. Cause again, I was out of it. I was so out of it. I w- He could have, we could have ended up in a whole nother country and I would have been like, okay.
1: Like <laughs> I was treating the whole occasion. Like I was on the amazing race. I was considering <laughs> it my audition for the amazing race, trying to navigate a strange country. Well, you did well. Thank so. you. I mean, I don't have the time crunch and pressure that the amazing race gives you, but um, it was, I, you know, just to put that into perspective in my head, it was kind of cool to me. Um, but I'm glad I got us there. But, you know, the funny thing is, once we got off the train station at Hasselt, and when you, you get on the platform and you realize it's kind of lower than where the upper part of the train station is, you have to walk up these stairs or escalators. But, of course, with our luck, and she's exhausted, I'm exhausted, oh the escalators weren't working. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to go up the – it was dark in there. And this is during the day, but it was dank and dark. We're going up these stairs, hauling our big old luggage up to the top. We had no other
0: choice because, again, we have to get up, right? So it's just like, okay, just pull pull your luggage and let's go.
1: Running on fumes, trying to get the luggage up there. And, you know, because we bougie, we don't pack light, though. That's the problem. Like, I'm not a person who just throws in a few T-shirts and, like, I'm good to go. I'm like, I'm those stereotypical divas that you see in a movie who are like they're oh you know you, the the concierge would be like oh just that one bag and then you the camera pans over and there's like 14 more bags I was like oh no those two <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I mean because you need an outfit to present you need other outfits for the conference you need outfits to go and explore the city so yeah it couldn't be yeah. just a simple you know couple of of outfits it's like no I need choices thank you well and
1: that's the problem too it's like People will say, well, even if you have a lot of outfits, that shouldn't be an issue. But it is an issue when all your outfits consist of suit jackets and you got to take (laughs) up a lot of
0: space. But we made it. We made it up those. And and those stairs seemed like they were forever because it wasn't just like a a simple like 10 to 15 stairs. I think it was like 30 or 40.
1: It was was pretty steep. It was.
0: And I do remember breathing hard. I was like, what have I got myself (laughs) into? Well, and then I do remember taking a taxi to our hotel. Uh Our hotel was the Radisson Blue in Hasselt, if you would like to look it up, which the hotel itself was a very beautiful hotel. It was. But it was kind of like, it was awkward because everything around it was like small buildings. And then you have this giant hotel just like in the middle of the city.
1: Yeah, it stuck out like a sore thumb, really.
0: Yeah, so... (laughs) checked that in, got in our rooms. Our rooms were nice. Yeah. yeah I, really I really enjoyed it, enjoyed
1: it too. Um, the <laughs> I know we discussed this in the past, but <laughs> the first thing I noticed was I don't want to die in this restroom, this bathroom. <laughs> and you could discuss why.
0: <laughs> okay. The tub and shower combo was nice. However, it was like, a four to five foot like drop like you would get out the shower, but it just wasn't a normal step. It was like a steep step, right? Uh-huh. But when you tried to step from the floor into the shower, the tub part, it was no grip. So you would like almost slip and like break your neck every time you would try to take a shower.
1: No, I know aesthetically the whole combo looked nice. And there was that like nice uh, frosted glass with the design looking Mm -hmm. into your room. And I was like, this is beautiful. But once I was practically using it, I was like, I'm going to die in the shower. And they're going to find me all butt naked in the shower (laughs) with my neck cracked.
0: (laughs) Neck (laughs) cracked. What is it? also there was like no shower door remember it was yeah. like half open and I then- was like
1: thank god this is a single for all for me because how am I gonna be here with another person <laughs> I'm not trying to expose myself to people
0: it was so odd but then again I was like okay this is you know it could be different we're in a different countries so mm-hmm. I was like that's interesting most showers I st- and when I stay at hotels, most showers have doors. But remember
1: so like, we're in Europe. So the Europeans are probably like, uh, oh, you prudish American!"
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So after we did a thorough inspection of our room and checked it out, we were hungry by that point. And mm-hmm. I remember we went foraging for food because we were desperate. We did. <laughs> and this is after
1: six o'clock, I remember. Mm-hmm. The light was still out. It was, it bright. was very
0: bright outside. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Summer. So we go around town, and the first thing we notice is, hmm, there's a lot of silence out here. Why are we we the only ones talking and hearing ourselves, and where is everyone?
0: There was nobody on the streets. No. We were like, what? And then I was like, like,
1: did we not get the warning? Like, there's a zombie invasion? Are we (laughs)
0: supposed to be inside? Like, doors locked, windows shuttered. People
1: looking at us through their blinds, like,
0: why are they out there? I don't even think birds were flying.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't hear anything.
0: It was awkward. We were like, uh, are we not supposed to be out here? So, but we did find one convenience store that was open, no food, like no restaurants. We didn't see any type of, you no know, McDonald's, like nothing for food options. But the convenience store looks like it could have been like their version of 7-Eleven. So, because we were desperate we walked in the convenience store because we were famished <laughs> but i remember when we walked in the convenience store we were we got looked at like why are you here Never what really are you doing to. here
1: like uh they probably think we teleported into the wrong place i don't think you're all supposed to be here
0: <laughs> So yeah we were sticking out like sore thumbs so all we wanted was food though we were desperate and i remember I ended up getting some chips because that was the only thing that looked appetizing to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, no no meal.
1: Yeah, I think we uh, basically went to bed hungry that
0: night. <laughs> we, were, we were like, you know what? We're too tired. Let's try again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember, you know, taking a, a shower, risking my life in that shower, hungry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I did tell myself, looking at that shower slash bath and sometime during this trip, I'm going to take a bath in that, even if I had to risk my life for that. And I did, I took a nice bubble bath. It was very relaxing. Um, you know, and then until I had to remember, I had to step out of the bathtub. You're like, how am I going to do this? And so I wish I you know, I think I took a picture of it. I, if I can, I'll post it on our Instagram bougie booze. And so you can see what we're talking about in terms of how you step out of the bathtub slash shower onto the floor And it's a steep, it's a long drop. It's like not normal. (laughs) I mean, the only people that can really deal with that are NBA players.
0: (laughs) I remember I was like so nervous every time I had to step in and out of that shower. I was praying. I was like, Lord, please. It's like, please do not let me fall.
1: (laughs) And that's another thing I was thinking. I was like, I'm surprised I don't hear about more people who just are dead on the floor. (laughs)
0: Oh man! So okay, so that was like day one, I guess. Day two was the actual day of the conference.
1: Start of the conference, yes. And you know, we actually went to this conference, enjoyed this conference because, you know, I hate to call people out, but we've been to enough conferences (laughs) where people don't actually go to the conference uh, presentations. So they're there for the city itself.
0: <laughs> That's the hack. That's the hack, right? It's, it's for professional development and it's for work. But, you know, sometimes but, the, yeah. the sites are more important. You know, you got to I mean, explore.
1: Might as well take advantage of the trip. But you show. I, th- I think at the same time, it's also important to remember why you're there Mm -hmm. and at least do some business, grab some important information, bring it back with you. Hopefully utilize it in your career field, whatever conference you're at. Um, But of course the conference, you should have fun at your conference, but also it's business.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and I will say that, especially as presenters in the conference, (laughs) we were in the conference book, so it would look kind of bad if you know, we're not there supporting the conference. So, and I can remember when we saw our names in the book, we were like, oh, that's us. We're very excited. And then um, the president of the organization that we were at, his name is Charlie. He actually came up to us and said, we looked really nice. So, and he looked nice too. I He's remember He's a his, fun guy.
1: He has yeah, such energy. His snazzy yeah. bow
0: tie. He had
1: a little so, bow tie on, little glasses. Uh, but yeah, he, he was very complimentary towards me and Cam, ran up and told us how fabulous we looked and uh, him, welcomed us to the event. So I appreciated that.
0: Yeah, uh, that was a very nice touch. So overall, the presentation went well, um, despite some curveballs that were thrown at us in the presentation. But I think we handled it well, Boo. What we sure you did. You I know? mean,
1: we always overcome. There you go. <laughs>
0: we hey, do you remember? <laughs>
1: If oh. I don't. I don't know if you recall. We brought some promo items with us, mm-hmm. and we're so bougie that one of them was an actual, like, an enamel pin with our portrait on it, <laughs> and we're passing that out to people. Here you go. Here we are, the celebrities. And <laughs> people actually wanted it
0: too. They're like, they "Get did. any more pins?"
1: It was a prized possession.
0: But you know, I mean. I really did not like how the cartoon version of myself came out on that pin. Oh, so that was a
1: whole other story in itself.
0: I think I said I look like a California raisin. Did I say that? You
1: did. You said <laughs> that. You did. Uh, she's very critical on her, so She didn't look like a raisin, but I do understand what she meant. <laughs> is, but I, I see, I can imagine all she saw when she looked at that pin was the herd to the great <laughs>
0: Great, California Raisin. (laughs) Oh man. But I will say that we did meet some phenomenal people at this conference. I'm so happy to have connected with them. Um, At the conference
1: dinner. And I remember going in, I was, I said to myself, I don't want to sit near any of these people.
0: I remember you said that actually. Okay. Remember because I was like half dead, right? (laughs) I didn't even care where we
1: Yeah, I was, I was guiding a zombie with me.
0: <laughs> but I'm happy you chose to sit where we sat. The well, the, the, you know, the
1: thing is, here's the thing. I sat us at a table where no, no one was at. And then these ladies came up and said, may we sit here? And I begrudgingly was like, sure. <laughs> but then, you know, I said, let me open myself up because, you know, I'm not a very open person. And I can admit, freely admit, I'm not very friendly from the jump. And because I'm really closed off and I really don't like engaging with people unless I have to, (laughs) which is, it was very different to my persona in the sense that once you know me, I'm super bubbly and funny and hopefully I think I'm funny, but, you know, but I don't like to engage from the start. So you have to engage me. And so they sat there and then they struck up conversation and eventually I warmed up and I said, these ladies are cool
0: they turned out to be super cool so i remember um felicia so shout out to felicia Mm -hmm. actually our homegirl is an arthur and uh you can find her on instagram at sis you are the universe so she published a book yeah i'm really so impressive so so proud of her so check her out Yeah, French. yes
1: but then we also sat there with denise simpson Mm -hmm. and uh jen k um and so and Jen's from the Bay Area originally in San Bay Francisco. Bay
0: Area. <laughs>
1: so I, I had I, good conversations with her about that because my sister also lives in the Bay Area, and then um, but all three ladies had fascinating background stories as to their educational experiences, mm-hmm. which universities they work for. So I really enjoyed the conversation with them, and we're still like friends on Instagram to this day since that conference.
0: Yes. So and again, this is why these conferences are so good because you can network and you never know, you know, when you're gonna be in this person's city or in their area and you can meet and connect again, so.
1: Real quick, uh, I just wanna say that um, there's a conference that I attended in later that year in 2019 in October for Mm -hmm. my field, it was in New Orleans. And so it was a great conference as well. But Jen, who we met in Belgium.
0: Hey, girl.
1: She was going to be in New Orleans at the same time. So we did meet up for lunch and it was a great day. And it was great to reconnect with somebody just a few months later after I just met them.
0: Not only that, but meeting them in Hasselt, Belgium. And yes. now you're and now in New them.
1: Orleans. We're so global. <laughs> <laughs> and they themselves have worked in China and Doha and Dubai. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's just and we're all people of color.
0: Very inspiring. So I was happy to see that. Well, okay. So enough about the conference. I guess we should also talk about our daily hassle experience. Yes. Yeah. Walking so, around hassle. Well, the thing that really sticks out of my mind is David's search, my booze search for coffee. <laughs> like he was a different person because he needed iced coffee.
1: <laughs> yeah, at that time, that's how I like, I like to start my days. And I was, you know, needing one something that morning and only to find out (laughs) they don't really do iced coffee like we do. And there's not a Starbucks in every corner. There's not a Starbucks to be found. Except I think there was one like on the outskirts of town, which was difficult to get to. So that was a no. And so Cam graciously joined me on this search for coffee as I was aggravated.
0: Yes. (laughs) He was, and I was like, Oh, I never seen him like this, but I get it again. When you're traveling with people, you see different sides, but you accept everything. Right.
1: <laughs> and I'm not a morning person as it is. And we, we were up early, early for me for the conference.
0: Well, the time difference, I think it was like, wasn't it like nine hours? Yeah. Our time difference was or our, our time zones were all jacked up.
1: So. But, so I remember going into this one coffee shop and I asked them for an iced latte and they gave me some kind of drink that wasn't necessarily what i was expecting oh because it was more i think it was more foamy or milkshaky i forgot what it was i can't recall exactly what it is because i was not happy with it i do remember that i was like this is not an ice latte this is not a good old-fashioned american ice latte and i don't want to pull that whole ignorant american thing but i was ignorant about what an ice latte or coffee type things are in belgium and europe and so then as we kept searching, we found uh, this great place, which was my savior there called Sweet Coffee. Yeah, Shout out, Sweet Coffee.
0: Well, and we went there a couple of times. It was kind of so, like, yeah. we know Sweet Coffee is not going to let us down. Let's just mm-hmm. go there.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even though we were only there a few days, the one girl who was there started to recognize us. And she's like, oh, hello, you know. So, but, you know, I got a nice, I explained what I wanted, which was a nice latte, a coffee with milk, with ice. And she was like, oh, and I told her how I ordered it at the other uh, location, the other place that we'd gone to. And she said, oh, what you asked for is not what you wanted. I was like, oh. (laughs) Well,
0: and I can remember before we found Sweet Coffee, because we were walking a long time, different places. And again, people just staring at us and kind of looking at us like, what are they doing here? And I was having flashbacks because I remember when I went to China, people were staring at me. They were staring at me, taking pictures of me. People were even asking me to hold their babies. <laughs> you were like, a Black
1: <laughs> deity in China.
0: I was like, oh, okay. So I was having flashbacks of uh, my Chinese experience. But Screenshot we were not, not asked to ice- hold
1: babies. We were not oh. asked to hold babies in Belgium. But <laughs> I know what Cam was talking about because I felt it too. I felt people's eyes on us. And they—they're not only their eyes, but their heads would turn as we were walking. <laughs>
0: like, who is and
1: that? And I, but the, I do want to state that it was not in a malicious way. I think it was oh, no. a very inquisitive no. way, mm-hmm. and they're like not—they don't see, especially an Asian woman. In, I mean, sorry, an Asian, a black woman and an Asian man walking side by side in their town every day. You know, so I think uh, it was a little culture shock for them as well as as much as it was for us. But you know, and we. Took it with a grain of salt and kind of laughed it off. It wasn't, like, a, again, not a malicious way that they were looking no, at us. No. But I, ju- I could tell just, they were just more curious as to what we were doing in their city.
0: <laughs> like, why are you in hassle of all like, places?
1: Oh, yeah. It's like, you could be anywhere and you're here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and I do remember that on our quest for iced coffee, we did find another place that we really liked, Panos. And so that was kind of like our go-to places. And Panos had really good pastries. I remember this um, like pizza-style pastry that I got. That was really good. So Panos, Panos, excuse me, and sweet coffee kind of they grew on us. It was like yeah, the safe, I, the safe I places I to them. go.
1: To. I still miss them to this day. So if I ever go, out, I'm going to try to find them. But Panos is like a European bakery chain. Yeah. Um, so that's easier to get a hold because there was actually one in the Brussels airport. Yes. Um, but sweet coffee is a local place, I think. And you know, I, I'll have fond memories of sweet coffee.
0: <laughs> we back in Hassel, uh, Hasselt, we have to visit Sweet Coffee. And- as
1: we mentioned earlier, how things close early in Hasselt, like they have like this town square with a lot of nice shops and um stores that you're familiar with, like Zara, mm-hmm. but even Zara <laughs> closed at 6 p.m. <laughs> I was like, I, I want to go get a shirt for this kind of occasion. I was like, oh, Zara's closed already. What?
0: You're like, it's <laughs> only six o'clock. It's
1: a major store and it's closed at six every day.
0: Well, and then also something that we realized, their lunch breaks are not the typical one hour. You know, <laughs> Like here it's, in the US, it's like, okay, you get a one hour lunch break. Well, me and David decided to leave the conference for lunch one day. And we were going to go back for the afternoon sessions. Well, a lunch that we thought was going to be one hour turned into like two and a half (laughs)
1: hours. (laughs) We ordered this prefix menu lunch. It was a great price. And we said, oh, and and the food was. It looked delicious and it was delicious. Mm -hmm. But each course, it took like a half hour for each course to come out. (laughs) And we didn't want to complain per se because we don't know if that's regular or normal. (laughs) But it was quite an experience.
0: Well, and what was interesting is the restaurant that we were in, no one was in the restaurant. I know.
1: (laughs) That's the other thing. We were the only one.
0: So we couldn't understand why our food was not coming out faster. But then again, you know, we're tourists and we understood that that was the culture because this was lunchtime and you had people like just sitting and talking and lounging and we're like, okay, it's different. I guess their yeah. lunches are a little bit longer. Well,
1: I swear. I saw the same people sitting there when we walked by in the morning for the conference. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So interesting times. It was a good experience in hassle.
1: So. Yeah, there are some buildings that were very, you know, they were historic or they look like a French village, even though we're in Belgium, but there's French parts of Belgium. Like, Hassel's an interesting place in Belgium because there's three main languages spoken there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, get, you have uh, Flemish, mm-hmm. uh, which is spoken as, as something that you don't really hear very often. Dutch and German mm-hmm. are also spoken there as well as English, but not as prominent. But it's just, but as I was walking through there, I felt like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. And I just kind of wanted to sing her song in the beginning of the movie.
0: <laughs> and twirl, twirl in the city square.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically.
0: <laughs> but one thing I could, appreciate, I do appreciate about the area we were in, it was very walk friendly. I just mm-hmm. liked how everything was just walkable. Yeah. And then as we were walking, I saw a lot of cute Nike dunks and like Jordan Lopes. Jordan ones, the Lowe's and I was like wow like there's some really cute tennis shoes out here so shout out to um the people of Hassel in your shoe game I picked it
1: <laughs> well again just how you know social media and just getting to know people plays a big part in things and the amazing thing was I was able to meet a friend in Belgium there uh so I went on a little excursion without Cam because Cam never met her but uh I uh, this friend in Belgium but uh, she saw on my Instagram stories that I was there, and she said, hey, you're in Hasselt? I'm like, yes, she messaged me. And she said, I live like less than an hour away from Hassel." I didn't know that. And this friend that I met, uh, we've been Instagram friends, but I first met her in San Diego Comic-Con several years prior to that trip. So it's funny how things come full circle. And I was able to hang out with her and her daughter. We had a great lunch. She took me out to lunch. And we had dessert. And I had a real Belgian waffle.
0: Mm, tasty. Look at you, Mr. Worldwide. I know. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, and
1: I just want to quickly shout out their names, too. Nellie and Amelia, her daughter.
0: Hi.
1: Very, thank you for hosting me during that afternoon. I really enjoyed my time.
0: Well, and I will say that we did um, leave Hasselt. And we journeyed back to Brussels because from brussels we wanted to drive to germany so we were being real adventurous and again remember i was still half dead (laughs) but here i am trucking along so and one thing i do remember um when we got to brussels renting the car that was interesting
1: (laughs) a memory that i want to get out of my head oh my goodness so, look, I booked the car before we even got to Europe uh, using a travel site. And it was a really good price for the car. And so I said, perfect. And it was, a, uh, you know, I didn't know what we were getting at the time, but you know, I, I picked something that was decent for because roomy and enough for Cam and I to travel around Europe or to Germany. And so when we went to pick up the car, they said, oh, now you have to put down $500 deposit. Uh, a security and For it's what? like this was never anywhere on the website or in the emails that you sent me and it's not like something we couldn't pay but it's like you should at least people give people order. what if you couldn't pay that <laughs> yeah
0: give or me that, a heads up
1: yeah i mean we're not paying it but they're gonna you know secure that deposit but what if you didn't have the means to do that so now i have no car <laughs> <laughs> well
0: had to change plans but you know luckily it's like That's why when I travel, it's like, I take my credit cards because you just never know. Yeah. You know, so.
1: So we were able to get the car. Then it was another ordeal, just getting out of the parking structure.
0: It was so, the parking spaces were so narrow. And to navigate the parking structure, honestly, it was nerve wracking because you didn't want to hit anything and the way the directions were going. I was so confused and I was so nervous. (laughs)
1: Well, prior to picking up the car and going to Europe, fortunately, because I knew I was probably going to (laughs) drive, I studied all the road signs for Europe. You're smart. (laughs) (laughs) And they're very different from American signs. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, there's one where there's a car... Kind of tilted, and then there's w- one segment of the ground cracked in half, and it's lower, and the other one's higher. And what that Wait, meant is
0: it is, the bath- is that the bathtub? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that could represent the bathtub. Watch out for the bathtub. But no, what that meant was because streets are so narrow as in, the, in Belgium where we were that cars could park halfway on the sidewalk (laughs) and the other half of the car is on the street. It's
0: so bizarre.
1: I know. (laughs) I'm like, see, where do you see things like that? Not in America. (laughs) So I'm glad I prepped for that. And then, but what I did not realize or read about or anything was, our choice of picking a mid-size SUV was <laughs> terrible because at first I was like, this car is black and luxurious and beautiful, and it's a nice size for me and Cam, but it was a nightmare to drive around Europe. <laughs> so learning that, I would pick something smaller the next time. But uh I mean the the streets are very narrow, parking is very narrow, and just and um I don't know if you call Parking in the dungeon of my friend's complex. I uh, did. You...
0: I do because I was like clenching my butt cheeks the whole time, <laughs> I'm so nervous. Uh,
1: my my I, a friend in Brussels let us stay there for an evening, and she Shout has out a beautiful to place. Her yeah, Claudia, her thank you so much, Claudia.
0: Yes, and her beautiful cat.
1: Yes, <laughs> her cat's name is Brokey. Her nickname is Brookie because she named it after the movie Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Cute. The cat was really cute. but I know uh,
0: that cat. Like I was scared to go to sleep at <laughs> night because I know the cat wanted to like come and <laughs> lay in the bed. Suck your soul. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the
1: cat had free reign because there
0: were
1: cat doors in all the rooms.
0: Yes, and so I remember cat I, come in and out. I took my luggage and I blocked the cat door. <laughs> I was like hoping. I was like, man, I hope this luggage does not. You know, I hope it deters the cat from coming in here because I just that was weird to me. It was different. I shouldn't uh, say weird. It was different.
1: Well, I mean, Brookie, just wanted to watch over you.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) So, but no, Claudia has a beautiful space in Brussels, um, uh, and I was great. We're grateful to her for letting us stay there. But the parking structure is underneath her complex. Oh my gosh! And it looks like. catacombs (laughs) catacombs <laughs> it's like like you would see in a medieval movie mm-hmm. and there was columns there and driving this suv through these narrow cl- uh, columns was very difficult claudia herself had to like kind of guide me like an airplane director you know <laughs> where the runway is and just get me through these narrow passages to to a parking spot
0: well it was so narrow that remember i had to get out because where you parked at and you open the door the door would hit the wall yeah. so i had to get out in order for you but how did you get didn't you have to like almost
1: I squeezed out (laughs) but like and then you know I was uneasy the whole time they were there because thinking I have to drive out of this place (laughs) I was praying for you boo I was and and we're in a rental I'm like I I can't crash this car scratch it up
0: yeah I was thinking the deposits on my credit card (laughs) (laughs) when my butt cheeks were clenched again
1: uh, based on another stereotype i i contradict that because i'm asian but i'm a good
0: driver <laughs> oh lord <laughs> wait wait but i do want to ask you though about the experience driving on the autobahn
1: ah thank you yes, yes that was a bucket list item too because i've always heard of the autobahn growing up where you could just drive as fast as you want in <laughs> germany and it's relatively true there are, but see it's not the whole thing there's segment like large segments where there's no speed limit. Mm-hmm. And so I was having a field day going down that Autobahn, but then so were the other cars, the sports cars who were zipping right <laughs> by us.
0: Well, I will say when it was the Autobahn, I would close my eyes and pray <laughs> silently because I was like, cause you could see how fast you were going. Cause I do uh-huh. remember our rental car had this cute little, almost like invisible like screen. It was like
1: a 3D screen where the the mileage kind of hovered over yeah. the dashboard.
0: Yeah. So I was like, I don't even want to know how fast you're going. Let me close my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> because again, I was half dead anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed that experience driving on the autobahn. It's cool to say that finally I've been able to drive that and um the experience itself in driving in Germany and Belgium, it wasn't terrible, but I, I would advise if you're going to do that, use a smaller car for yourself.
0: <laughs> well, and I will say I did not drive the Autobahn. However, I have ridden on the Autobahn. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> but um, I remember in Germany, we did do the river walk that was cool and then that was actually
1: the river maine
0: yes yes and that was a pretty little area a nice village square there's a lot of village square areas
1: well the place we went to it's a, the it's a town hall and it's actually called uh frankfurter rumor Ooh. and so it was very beautiful. sounds like, so bougie yeah frankfurter rumor <laughs> but it's like um it was uh picturesque, very picturesque. It had the steeples and that Mm. that old European architecture where you felt like you're in like Hansel and Gretel. I don't know. It's just kind
0: of... I got kind of like Christmas village vibes.
1: It definitely had that, especially it it wasn't even, it was July and it felt like Christmas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A very nice area. And then I remember we had this uh, really nice lunch on a Mm. patio, outdoor patio. I had schnitzel.
1: Yeah. I mean, if we're in Germany, we have to have real schnitzel.
0: Of course. And it
1: was, you know, it's pounded down meat that's really flat and breaded and fried, and it was delicious. Yum, yum, yum.
0: Because, you know, thick double C's.
1: And, um, (laughs) My friends who we met up with there in Germany, um, Silka and Andy, shout out to Soka and Hi. Andy. I, w- I really would like to thank them for their hospitality. They took us around, showed us to all these great places. They took us to that really big mall. Yes. I remember going that lower level with the, the grocery or the deli. Uh, there was like a big a food area. area. Yeah, yeah, food.
0: yeah, grocery store slash.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. Know, food, food experience. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember going and seeing all this charcuterie. And looking at the prices going, oh my gosh, charcuterie is so inexpensive here compared to how much it is in America.
0: Well, and I remember I saw all of that fresh meats and sausages and I purchased fresh sausage from my dad. But then after I purchased it, it, I realized that I wasn't going to be able to get it through customs. (laughs) And I was like, great. So I was able to eat it there. It was really good. It was delicious. Yeah.
1: So. And then, because uh, i remember even going to a local grocery store and going to the meat aisle and the charcuterie packages there were super super cheap too so i bought several just to eat during the trip yeah um but and then the mall that we went to also had a really nice chocolate section mm-hmm. and i had uh, my friend soka she recommended marzipan ball mm-hmm. and It was freaking delicious. I was so sad when I ate the last one in the package. And I was like, I'm going to have to wait to get some more. But fortunately, before the pandemic, my friend Silke would actually come to L.A. every year. And she would bring me German treats. So the next time she's able to come out, I'm going to have to say, I need some more of those marzipan balls.
0: Girl, if you're listening.
1: (laughs) She already knows.
0: (laughs) And then I do remember we did go to the Zara at that mall or in that area. And that one was open.
1: <laughs> yes, it was. And I bought a fabulous jacket that I still love to this day. And people always compliment me on it. It was like this bomber jacket. Um, it was navy blue, and I love that jacket. Not my style, mm-hmm. but I said I'm gonna try it out. And I like I said, I love it. And the best part was even though we bougie, it was on sale.
0: I mean, hey, because the item that I bought was also on sale, and ironically enough, every time I wear these denim trousers. People always compliment me. Mm-hmm. They were cute. <laughs> Thank you. And I and, But the European style is different. You can tell when clothes are a European cut, mm-hmm. you know. So I was really happy with my purchase. And I still have those trousers. So shout out to Zara.
1: <laughs> Zara Frankfurt. Yes. <laughs> not Zara Hasselt.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we tried. We but they tried. Were clothes.
1: Well, I did go visit them when, one day when I was walking around on my own. And there are some cute things in there, but I just didn't buy anything.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going to try, try and catch them while they're open. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, another cool part about meeting my friend there in Germany, because like I said, she's come to, I met her in 2009, I believe. And so sh- since then, she's come to California every year up until before the pandemic. And so I've never seen her space, So, but I've heard about all these places she goes to. And she has a Starbucks that she loves in her area that she goes to every day, practically. And so when I met her for the first time in her mall where the Starbucks is at, at the Starbucks, it was a surreal experience. And we're both looking at each other. I can't believe we're here together in Frankfurt at my Starbucks. It was really cool.
0: Well, that's good. So, and I was happy to meet her and her partner and their cat. (laughs) They had a cat as well.
1: Beloved Horatio at the time. Um, but Horatio has since passed since then.
0: May he um, rest in peace.
1: Yes, he was a beautiful cat. But now they have Ethan, oh. and, who was rescued from um, Dubai. And he, something happened where Ethan was tortured or some some accident. They don't really know his background, but he's missing all his teeth now. They had to pull them out. Oh, and, no. and, but he has, actually, Ethan has an Instagram too. <laughs> and and I remember Silka when she first adopted. Well, Silka said she would never, or she couldn't, find it in herself to find another cat yet after horatia passed uh, last year mm-hmm. and so but she saw ethan's story and felt so compelled and so she adopted Ethan. so she felt like ethan was sent to her from horatio Aww. and so she opened up an instagram he's got over a thousand followers you now. know
0: <laughs> <laughs> encouragement for us
1: <laughs> yes we're gonna catch you ethan
0: <laughs> oh my gosh so, well, I will say our time in Germany was eventful and nice. and But we had to go back to Brussels because we had to fly home. How, the cool
1: part, though, is when we drove back to Brussels, uh, well, back and forth from Brussels to Frankfurt, we actually drove through the Netherlands, but we never actually stopped anywhere <laughs> in the Netherlands. So we kind of technically were in the Netherlands.
0: We were for a, a short while.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I can remember the flight home. Well, actually, okay. Just getting to the airport, just like, okay, this I'm, I'm on my way home. And by this time I was exhausted, but I had a good trip, but I was looking forward to going home and getting some rest. And when we got to the airport, I remember the check-in lines were so long.
1: They were. <laughs> I was like, whoa, we have to wait through this. We are just trying to get on the plane.
0: <laughs> so, but I can remember um, the, he wasn't a ticket agent. I guess he was more of just a person trying to keep the lines orderly. Yeah, I don't really understand his job.
1: <laughs> I just remember he followed us through the whole entire line. Like, that's not his job, to follow one group. <laughs> but,
0: awkward. And I, I remember I really was not engaging with him because, again, tired.
1: <laughs> and, well, I think you engaged with him more than you thought, because I think you were prim- the primary reason he was coming along the line with us. But he enjoyed. he did mention he enjoyed talking to the two of us. And that I think that's what kept him coming. He actually kept following us throughout the whole entire line as it was zigzagging. <laughs> but you um, know what?
0: It's so sad because I do not even remember what I was telling this man.
1: Well, <laughs> I don't remember our conversations either, but I know we were laughing and things like that. And he he had a good time when we got. And then by the time we got to the front for the, with the check-in clerk, you know, it, he must have had such a great time because he told her, wh- who he must have been friendly with, to hook his friends up, meaning us.
0: Yeah, he did. And we're like, oh, thank you so much. So that was a nice surprise.
1: And then you must be wondering out there, so what does this hookup mean?
0: Well, let us know, boo.
1: Oh, I, I, I will let you know because we got hooked up because we didn't have to fly back on coach.
0: No, we did not. Like we, we liked- flew there. <laughs> well, you know.
1: <laughs> so they upgraded Cam to like a business plus. Mm -hmm. And then I got like first class. Mm -hmm. and
0: But see, I was like, I was happy for my boo to get first class. But really, how come I I couldn't get first class? But you know what? I was in a different country. I was not going to bring that issue up. And I was just grateful that we were upgraded.
1: (laughs) Well, here's my thought on that. Is when he told the young lady to upgrade us, you weren't talking to her at all. Because you were so tired. You were just standing there. And so I was engaging with her and making jokes with her. So when she, I think, had the choice of putting somebody in first class and she had to choose, obviously she chose the person who was talking to
0: her. So so I see what it is. I was engaging with the guy. He must have been cute or something. Maybe that's why I was engaging with him. And then her, I was just like, "Mm." (laughs) Possibly. Well, he was a cute
1: little stocky young kid. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if he's a kid, but he's a guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, maybe that's what happened. Okay.
1: Maybe. Maybe you like that male energy better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and I will say that the amount of space in the business class, it was so nice because I remember it was kind of like a dual pods type seating situation and then for you, you were the single pods. So, Yeah,
1: well, I enjoyed my experience completely, of course, because I had my own area wasn't near anyone else. And my seat reclined into a bed, um, have my own TV. I watched uh, uh, Spider-Man on there Mm -hmm. because they they were doing promos at the time. So I got a little Spider-Man grooming kit with like toothbrushes and a little travel bag. And then our blanket.
0: From Saks Fifth Avenue.
1: They were packaged. (laughs) And there were Sex Fifth Avenue blankets. And I was like, what?
0: I know, it was really nice. And um, I will say, shout out to the guy sitting next to me in a business class, because he could not fathom for the life of him how this Black girl is sitting next to him in business class. So, you know, he was asking all of these questions. He was inquisitive. And I was able to answer questions and kind of engage in conversation with him. But he was so surprised you know, that I've traveled and I've been places because, you know, he threw out there that, oh, he just got back from Africa. And I was like, oh, you know, I went to Kenya once. And he's like, oh, really? And, you know, I explained about my Kenya trip and I let him know that I've been to a couple countries in Asia and he was just so surprised. So I'm happy (laughs) that he was able to, you know, meet a black girl (laughs) who's been A a (laughs)
1: well-traveled black girl.
0: And well-educated black girl. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. He he was very just, um, I would say, shocked and surprised.
1: Well, I must say in my experience where I was sitting, I had a wonderful meal. Like it was a three course, I think it was a four course meal. And uh, I don't remember the specifics, but I believe Beef Wellington might have been one of the courses.
0: I wonder if Gordon Ramsay made it.
1: (laughs) That's true. He loves Beef Wellington. (laughs) But it it was a delicious meal. Uh, They gave me a little menu to choose options from. And then I do remember they came by with an ice cream sundae cart.
0: Mm, Yum, yum, yum. I do remember the ice cream, but I also remember those little Biscoff cookies Yes. Those are so delicious and they were so delicious. When I got home, I ordered some.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like on that flight, we weren't getting no package of peanuts. We got Biscoff cookies <laughs> and Biscoff cookies are for you. For those of you who don't know, they're kind of like, they're like a caramelly base with cinnamon, uh, like mm-hmm. spices.
0: Yeah. So, but almost kind of too, like a hint of gingerbread maybe.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's like a speculoos cookie. I don't know yeah. if people might know that, but um. It was they're quite delicious. like I, I can taste them in my mouth still. <laughs> so but once we got back to the states and we stopped by in um, well, I think it was DC,
0: I remember we were let down when we got to our domestic flight.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the big letdown once we landed back into the US and we had to switch flights back home. Uh, going from the seat, seats that we had to a normal coach flight, that's just uh, that's just deflates the balloon, the ego.
0: It does. We're like, oh, we have to go and sit in regular seats now. <laughs> but like, you know what? I was still excited, though, because it was like the last leg, like home. I could smell it.
1: <laughs> I felt the same. I was, I was excited to just be able to go west towards home.
0: Yes. So... But overall, um, I enjoyed the experience. I'm happy that we actually went to present internationally and happy we got to see a different side of the world and experience different cultures. And I'm most happy because we didn't pay for any of it. <laughs> well, the personal, the personal I think, expenses. Yeah, I mean, yes. The
1: the the part we extended that we paid for.
0: <laughs> yeah. So but the bulk of the trip, it was a business expense well and i got to experience it with my boo
1: same like (laughs) it's like like we said earlier we got to see the best and the worst of each other and here we are we survived
0: well and then what how many years later three years later podcast
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and now sharing the story with the world
0: oh man well anything else you want to say before we get out of here boo
1: no, I think people are fed up with the Belgium story now. They're like, okay, now give us another story next time. And I mean, next time.
0: <laughs> well, again, thank you so much to for listening to us. We do appreciate you guys. And if there's anything that you would like us to talk about, or if you need some advice, feel free to send us a DM to our Instagram. What's our Instagram boo?
1: At Bougie booze.
0: Well with that, till next time, booze, be bougie.
1: And remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye.
0: Bye.